1: They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zeppound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muk Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So... The only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via Apple participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply. See you at mcdonalds.com. <laughs> So, uh, good afternoon, and welcome to the Forever Bristol City podcast. We're going to talk about all things Bristol City, and we're also going to talk about the game last night against Luton Town, that depending on whether you're me or Nigel Pearson, you've probably got a different view about. So, uh, without further ado, Mark, give us your uh, three minutes on Bristol City versus Luton Town. Go. Go. Uh, in
0: a nutshell, all is not fine and dandy as Desperate Dan wrecks slim chance of home win, first win in 14. City started off uh, started off on the front foot for the first five, ten minutes, had a couple of shots blocked before Luton totally uh, overwhelmed them With Panzu, playing the ball behind the defence easily to both Cornick and Cameron Jerome. To have countless chances, and Bentley kept us in the game before half time and the post and bar. Second half, we improved slightly with the introduction of Callas at right back, the Silver at left back, but still we we struggled to create any chances. Lucky to go ahead, couldn't manage the game out, and that desperate desperate equaliser from uh, from Bentley's mistake cost us again. It
1: drags on. And that's it yeah well said uh well said I, I think look looking at it i didn't see anything in it last night that i could broadly describe as um entertaining it, it it was described on quest tv by no less than colin murray as nigel pearson's brittle city's home form uh under nigel pearson is deeply worrying which is words that pundits in that position will use from time to time, but they, they don't normally um, use them lightly. Uh, my, own, my own view is I, I think we need to be more attacking at home. I think we need to stop the other side playing because Impanzu was in the same place as Daniel Johnson and Elias Chair will be in that place uh, on Saturday against QPR and if we don't start stopping that player playing in that pocket, we're going to be in serious trouble because they'll just thread balls through the defence all day. And at the moment, we're just not marking that player and we're not stopping them. And I said this weeks before we played PNE. I'm saying it before the Cute Queen's Park Rangers game on Saturday. And I said it before the Luton game. So if I can see it, and I'm just some bloke that does a podcast and has followed Bristol City for 50 odd years, why can't they see it?
0: Well, the thing is, we Mark? I mean, looking at the highlights and seeing it in real time, we were totally exposed again, but even more so because the energy just wasn't there last night. And watching him, pick the ball up in midfield. He's got a nice big space when our attack breaks down, and he just plays a first-time ball. And Cornix on the front foot. So they they know they're on the front foot. They know as soon as he gets that ball, it's time to you know to to go into go into the channels between between the backs And even when the play was slowed up, they got behind Viner easily. Henry Lansbury looked a decent player last night. They picked up the first ball. They picked up the second ball and got lots of chances. I mean, we were so lucky that, that the fantastic save from Bentley down to his right from Lansbury. How that guy Berry didn't didn't put the ball in the back of the net. Only he will know. But our luck our luck ran out. Well, there was no justification for winning that game. You've got to you've got to win. You know you take you take what's in front of you. However badly you played, and we had a lot of bad performances last season. Here, as you and I know. You know, performances weren't results, weren't reflecting performances, and we got away with it last night. We didn't get away with it, but this was like um, Preston 2.0, like you said, a Daniel Johnson, and Panzu was Johnson with even more energy, and, and it, we were even more exposed, just wave after wave of attacks. As soon as he got the ball, they were on the front foot and all over us. And a team like Fulham will just rip us to shreds because they play the ball on the ground. It's OK playing one-dimensional teams like Cardiff and repelling lots of crosses into the box. But when you're playing a team like that, and also most teams play the ball on the ground, you're going to just have to defend and defend and defend, and we can.
1: Well, curiously enough, Cardiff scored against us when they played the ball on the ground. Marlon packing yeah. Got the the freedom of the Cardiff City Stadium or whatever it's called these days. That's not Ninian an Park anymore. Um, picks up the ball and all that space. Kiefer Moore makes a run, uh, a a straight uh, or a diagonal run onto a straight pass. No one goes with him. Pack slides the ball through the defence. Moore turns around gets a bit of luck, crosses in it, and it goes under Bentley's body off a defender. So, and that's another thing I know, I've noticed about City with their defending they either seem to be camped on the edge of the box or when the ball's coming in, they seem to be two yards from Dan Bentley. I, don't, I, I think if they got out and marked players and jumped with them, he may may, may have been less busy. I, I don't know. But it, it's something i uh, I noticed niggling things like the non-league throw-ins again, you know, throwing it down the line for the flick-on. does. I mean, that is so easy to defend against. It's unbelievable. Um, Well, it was just, we we
0: were, we were, if we were fed up with, if we were fed up with it on Saturday, we were sick of it, completely sick of it last night. I mean, they stopped it in the second half. I mean, it, I mean, that and and all our attacks really in the first half, bar one or two, I think, where Mosengo got the ball on the edge of the barrier and he was blocked. And then I think, um, uh, had a a shot blocked following a, a, a cut back from, from Pring. It was just endlessly pumping the ball into the box. For, you know, from Viner playing Scott couldn't get behind, so he's playing the ball back to Viner, cross after cross. It was so easily defended by their back three. But we just can't we're unable to pick up them that, that, that man in a 3 four three or a 3-4-1-2 who operates behind the forwards and, and, and can launch attacks. And and they they just piled piled men forwards. We, we we didn't play with that with that energy or purpose. And, and were very easy to defend against we were even more easy to defend against in the second half even though we scored the goal I think we only we only had about three shots on goal in the second half including including the one that we scored from uh, ten in the first half although most of them were wayward it was a real step backwards from Saturday and, and look, it, it makes it look like there's no way we can play with a midfield two if we play like that is there Ian I mean they're just too exposed Yeah I, I think so can
1: I ask you this this is do you feel that uh, are you excited by what you're watching at home? Forget the away games for the moment, because I think everybody would agree. Middlesbrough part, uh, the Cardiff game and the Reading game, we were very good in parts and pretty good in other bits. Um, do, do you, do you get excited at the prospect of watching a home date game? And when you go down there, are you excited watching it? When, when I wouldn't say team, the word, I
0: wouldn't say, I wouldn't use the word excited this season because I think I've lowered my expectations so much. And I think it'll be the same for a lot of supporters that we're just so desperate for a home win. We'll take We'll take any performance whatsoever as long as as long as we, we, we get something over the line. Because, you know, we've gone 14 games now, but now I'm far short of being excited. And we just don't, we just don't play, play that way. I mean, we, we, we seem to be on the up with Masengo and, and, and James in the first half against Swansea, but they adjusted their midfield in the second half to, to, you know, to make it hard, hard for those two. And then Masengo was pushed out wide against Cardiff uh, and also against Preston, though he was tucked back in in the second half because he was completely wasted there. But I mean the substitutions last night as well. Ian, were were and and, and on Saturday again were poor. Not bringing on uh, either Palmer or, or or Semenyo. You know, there's no game changer there. Just moving Vyman to the to the right, a uh, centre forward. You know, it's just square pegs and round holes again, isn't it? It's the same old thing. We just seem to be making the same mistakes.
1: Well, I said players were played out of position last night. Now, I'll accept that I mentioned Zach Viner and Zach Viner has been playing right back for us. So question number one, is he a right centre-back or a right-back? I think he's one of those strange things called a utility player because he can play those two positions and he can play holding midfield. And that's something I'll talk about coming on to QPR. Um, But if you look at it, in the four home games, we've had 12 shots on target in 360 minutes of football. Now, that means we've got a shot on target every 30 minutes. So, that, so in theory, we could score three goals in a home game. But in two of the home games, uh, Luton and Blackpool, we only had two shots on target in the whole match, which is a shot on target every 45 minutes. And I'm still calling Baker's goal an own goal because it went in off the defender's chest. And, and it, was, it wasn't it was a little deflection. It was a real rocket. So I'm concerned that if you look at our side, we just haven't got, particularly if you discount the bench and Naki Wells, but there's just no goals in the team. Uh, there aren't people in there who score goals. And you're probably looking at Voiman and Martin. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll bring up a, a table uh, I've done in, in a second. But talking about... Um, Goal scorers. You're looking around the team and you think, well "Who's going to get a goal?" And, and yeah, it, I mean, it doesn't Chris Martin like for- scoring goals. In Nathan Jones was quite unkind about the team after the game, but I think he was factually correct. And and someone's um, made a made a note about uh, about what he said on here. Um, I mean, I can tell you, it was um, he said we were slow set pieces and no tempo, and. We get sixty five percent of our goals from set pieces. Um, and I wouldn't have said we were that we were particularly that good from set pieces, but if you think look at Redding, there was a throw and a free kick, so okay, fair enough. It's a it's a fair enough stat. But I I just um I described it as unwatchable on Radio Bristol last night and I've had some stick for that, but I I don't actually think it's you know, I, I looked at it and I thinking, well, is it going to get any better at home? What's going to make it get better? And honestly, I can't, I can't see what's going to improve it unless he changes the shape, the pattern, the tempo. We can't sign anybody but free agents until January, and Pearson's already said, um, don't hold your hopes out for many signings in January because there won't be any. So, thanks very much for that. And the point you make is that one thing Nigel Pearson has successfully done since he's been at the club is completely lowered the expectations of the fans to, well, we'd like from, we'd like to get in the playoffs to, well, if we can stay up, we might have a better season next season without anybody ever saying why we're going to have that better season. I mean, he's thrown uh, Lewis Britton under the bus this week Mm -hmm. and said... He's nowhere near fit enough to play. no. no. So that's him out of the equation. So what happens if Chris Martin gets a knock against QPR? Is Antoine going to go and play up front Is a knight? Because I don't think that's his best position. Is Are you going to play Naki Wells and Andy Weiman, who, who with great respect to both lads, aren't the most physical players in the world? Um, so I, I think we'd we have a real issue. Tommy Conway's injured. And the other forwards are with the possible exception of uh, Janna, are, um, are smaller guys. Quicker, quicker. I'll admit. But with the way we play, it's no good putting Sam Bell in sight and smashing the ball above his head. That's, that's hopeless.
0: Yeah, I mean, last, last night I was on, before, on the radio before Steve from Pat's. We said, oh, we got to play Naki Wells. Naki Wells, it doesn't matter who you play up front if they don't get any service. I mean, Martin looked tired last night, couldn't get goal side of his man. But we play in such a way... He's not going to. He's not going to get the ball any. Going to get the ball anyway because we were. We are so easy to defend against, and we're looking. To, you know, to to, to get a, a a fluky goal from from a free kick, we just don't pass the ball fast enough around the area. Our, our our movement is quite poor in terms of opening teams up. It's just too slow. Um, I mean, I thought we were going. You know, we were we were trying to persevere a four two three one, and I thought the three behind the one would sort of rotate and, and, and try and te- open teams up that way and that, that Martin would be the one, would be the sort of pivot who would play with his back to goal. And that was the way that we were trying to play. And now we've gone to a 4-4-2 and it it looked okay against Preston without many chances on goal, but we we we, we, were, uh, we were blinding ourselves to the fact that Johnson opened us up very easily and they didn't need a big, you know, a big stonking centre forward in, in, in uh, Sean Maguire. It's how you pass the ball between the lines that's important, and the, and the movement behind the defence. And they, you know, we just look so exposed, so vulnerable. Um, even even with um, even with uh, um, uh, Lansbury just chipping the ball over the top of the defence for for Cameron Jerome to hit the bar, chance after chance. I mean teams yeah. are gonna look at that and think, oh we're gonna love playing Bristol City. Nothing to worry about with them. We're gonna get loads of chances. How do we stop it? We've got a holding we could play another holding midfield player in Joe Williams, but he's never fit. Who else can we put in there? You could see Matt James playing alongside Masengo and ANU, but who's that gonna be? I just don't know. If we want to go well, free if you're, look it,
1: if you're looking at a holding midfield player, I think we've got two choices. And one of them I don't actually believe is a holding player. Um, you've got Zach Viner, who could do a job. If you said to him, uh, QPR player, 3-4-1-2, and the one is chair, who's a really good mm. player. He's a, he's about yeah. five foot nothing, but a real quality player. You could do worse than say to Zach Viner, man for man, mark him and stop him playing. And, and if he decides he's going to go back to order his own goal to get on it, you go with him. And 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 what and stop him playing. However, you gotta do it. Stop him playing. Because everything they do goes through him. Now they've also got um Dykes up front, who's a big boy. Um so they can they can hit the big diagonal. But if you've got if you, if we match their formation up three, four, one, two, you'd have Baker, Atkinson, and Callas, who, who can take him on in the air. And Willett, the other guy who plays next to him, isn't that big. He's a good player. But he's not. Yeah, Willick.
0: that's Joe Joe Willock's brother, isn't it?
1: It is Joe Willock's brother. So, it, that, I mean, Gary Harris challenged me last night. He said, it's all right having nine insight and saying he, he's picked the wrong team. And I said, well, two weeks before we played Preston, I, I did a report and basically said, whatever you do, keep an eye on Daniel Johnson because he'll open you up the same as he opened Swansea up. What happened? He opened us up twice in the first 15 minutes and we could have been out of the game. Now, surely with a battery of analysts that they've got down there, they've got five coaches, Nigel Pearson. Surely somebody can say, yeah, and we need to watch that, lad. Uh, Just answering a question that's come up. We need new signings. Three managers have struggled with the bulk of this squad to get a decent tune. That is true. Um, I think that's from Beard. But you have to remember who signed the players, and it was those three managers. Um so and two of them were there for quite a long time. One as you know, Holden was Johnson's assistant.
0: Um mm.
1: and and it, so if they can't get the tune out of players, they signed and they know, and we had a huge clear out at the end of the season. Um, and I'm describing letting Jiju Naju never really seem to fit in. Uh, my my analogy for that, it's like buying a car for a million pounds. And then giving it away for nothing, so you save the 40 grand a year uh, that you spend on servicing it. Well, that's sort of crazy, wasn't it? Hmm. That's what we've done with those players. And I suppose, in a way, it's lucky that we re signed Feynman at at 3 million and uh, Baker at 4.5 million. Otherwise, those stats would be even worse.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was was all we could get. I mean,. we would be nice to to go out and recruit players to a plan after seeing to throw money at a wall and just buy any old shit the last few years. You know, small small midfield players who, who buzz about a lot, apparently. Uh, you know, but but now is it because he, he can't he can't recruit to a plan? We we just the players just aren't there, and the money's not there to recruit who he wants, and um, it's just you know I, the resources. I think, and
1: large, the, large, I think, to a large extent, Mark is both. Mm. Um you know, players, who's gonna buy players? And it'd be interesting to look at our team. I think the only one I can see us selling for money is Sengo is a prospect and, and that's mm. all he is. Um Dan Bentley, great goalkeeper, but when clubs need goalkeepers, they don't unless they're you're right at the top, they don't often spend big money to buy them. They'll go out and because most of the Premier Premier League clubs have got five or six goalkeepers. So they'll go and get Chelsea's third choice keeper on loan if they've got a problem. Um, going through the rest of the team, uh, our best hope of raising big money would be if Scott played 10 and had a very good season in someone, one of the Premier League clubs would come in and buy him for, as a prospect, but he needs to play 10. Not he was one of the ones I thought was wildly out of position last night, and I know he played there against Reading, but I thought he was out of position, and he's not a right winger.
0: No, and he, and he he he, he to, I mean, exposed us. He exposed us on the right hand side
1: again, didn't he as well? Well, but he's not a defender. I mean, Aston Villa didn't play Jack Grealish on the basis that he was brilliant at tracking back and winning balls yeah. uh, outside their box. They played him as a talented attacking goal scoring. Assist uh, goal creating midfield player. Now that's what Alex Scott is, but he needs to be in the right position. And, and for me, the mm. right position is as a ten behind yeah. two strikers. Doesn't matter what the strikers are, but he can do for us what Daniel Johnson did for Preston and Mpanzu, did for Luton. Yeah,
0: as um, in a three in a three four so, one two stroke three four three.
1: Yeah, it, it could it could be in a three five two, and he could play a similar sort of narrower role, like when uh, Luke Freeman played uh, in the promotion season under Cottrell, that left-sided central midfield player. But but for me, we need to do something else because having three, you know, sometimes two shots in in a whole game of football, you've got to be pretty blooming clinical if you're going to win games because we struggle to keep clean sheets as well. I think we've kept, is it one clean sheet we've kept this season?
0: yeah yeah the one against preston and 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 that was a bit fortunate and the shots we had against preston were all from distance and i mean we had a few blocks again but we just didn't seem to get the ball quickly enough out of our feet uh, you know when the when the shots were were, were blocked and and like i said the cr- the, the crossing was predictable um, and I, I I don't know. We don't. We don't. When we counter attack, we don't get the bodies four quickly. And I think there was one long ball to Martin, where he took the ball up to the, uh, the edge of the eighteen yard box and lost it because he just wasn't able to beat the man. He wasn't able to beat his defender in a foot race, and and there was nobody up to support him when he did get the ball. So we, you know, the move broke down, and, and that was the, the sort of tail of the game, wasn't it? Really, when we attacked, um, you know, moves, moves breaking down, moving, moving environment to to, to you know to right midfield. To, you know, to continue the 4-4-2, looked, didn't look too bad behind him, so he looked stronger and really slowed him down in the second half apart from the end when we backed off again and, and, and uh, you know, stupidly gave away, got offside and gave him the ball back right at the death. Just stupid things like that, really. Not not managing a game out when, you know, it's really looking a gift horse in the mouth at three points from deserving nothing. And backing off and backing off and then your goalkeeper, well, yeah, I mean, come on to that later. But oh, that was a comedy of errors, wasn't it?
1: Well, you could cover it Cover it now. I mean, he, basically, I think Atkinson could have cleared the ball, but he was trying to show it back to Bentley. And then Bentley came out, grabbed it and dropped it. Does that cover it?
0: Yeah, I think Mpanzu heads the ball on and Adabayo, Adabayo or Abayo, is behind Atkinson. He shielded it, He shielded it very well back to Bentley. And Bentley goes down to pick it up. I don't know why he didn't just drop on the ball. Just drop on the ball and kill it. And then you kill the momentum. You know, you're going to waste 30 seconds doing that. But he tries to scoop it up. And then the ball goes loose to Mendes Gomez, who's bearing down on the left, waiting for a mess-up in more in hope. And then he just it's the ball back into the middle. It actually goes through Callas. I thought it was hooked back um diagonally back to um, to Hilton, but it's not it actually goes through Callas uh, you know across the goal and there's um, and there's uh, um Danny Hilton in the right in the middle just to tap it in. Uh, it I was, mean yeah. question
1: questionnaire from uh, Cookie 1988 who I think um, I uh, talked to on Twitter. are either of you uncomfortable with Matty James seemingly being an held-on starter every week? Uh, Last night, everything seemed to have to go through him and he's so bloody wasteful at times. Um, I think it's a question with our midfield to answer that question of, okay, if you leave him out, who do you play? Uh, Because I don't think Andy King's the answer. Pearson doesn't seem murder keen on Tyree Backinson. Uh, You've got Masengo, who... I think he's a good player, but he doesn't score or assist and he's not creative, let's be honest. Um, And then you're starting to get into the kids. So Casey Palmer, for me, he's a 10, like Scott, or once again, don't play him. He's certainly not a wide player. So I think he could play as one behind a striker in the the role that lineman plays sometimes. But when he's had his chances from the start, he's not really done it. I think there's a player in there somewhere, but copious teams have struggled to find it. Um, so it, it's going to be it's going to be difficult.
0: Uh, is James is James our creative in the centre, or is he the holder midfield player? I mean, he seems the only player who well, seems to be able to pass pass the ball, but. He, he, you know, he hasn't got the legs. I don't think to drive us forward for ninety minutes. So Palmer could play that role, but he needs to be played as far forward as possible. So as I mean, we know that when Palmer loses the ball, generally we're left to, we're left exposed. But if he was, if he was playing between midfield and, and 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 two forwards, that might solve that problem. And he is capable of unlocking a defence. But with I think with Pearson and Palmer and other managers, it comes down to trust. Can I trust you? to do to do your job. And you know, he seems to show more of a of a, um, of a you know, tackling side of his game has improved. But he's really gonna have to move around that area and, and, and press as well as well as, you know, and as well as try and try and find his forwards and, and drive and be more consistent because I think that's what it comes down to with Palmer. He just isn't you know, he, he just he he, he just drifts in and out of games and, and at, he's he's um, never really played a good run again, does he? To
1: to be honest, and, and that's happened to every club he's been at. Mm. Um I, I mean I I looked at expected goals. You know you hear this XG stat quoted. Yeah. I looked at expected goals um after the Blackpool game because I looked at our team and we didn't have a shot on target in the second half. We scored one goal, didn't finish well, uh and at one point in the second half the Blackpool goalkeeper was playing one-twos in his six-yard box with defenders and we didn't push up on <laughs> that you Go back and watch the video. If anybody thinks I'm joking, I might be exaggerating with a six-yard box. We're certainly eight yards out from his goal. And he was having a bit of a dribble and and playing one-twos with with his defenders. So if you look at the expected goals from the team that started that game, okay, and this all uh, and this is a season. So you've got Voiman 12, Martin eight. O'Dowder, two. Scott, none. Simpson, none. De Silva, none. Callas, none. Atkinson, one. James, three. Masengo none. Pring, one. Semenyo, three. These are shots on target, or just shots? No, no. These are goals per season. Oh, God. Right? Now, if you add Naki Wells into the equation he's a 15 goals a season guy, right? If Naki Wells in isn't in the equation, yeah, well he, he's done it. Um, and, and what I've looked at with these stats is people's careers or what they've done for Bristol city. If, if it's too short a time, and it's a little bit unfair on people like Scott. Cause he's not played that many games, but the fact of the matter is he has, he hasn't scored. So, and Jada Silva is the same. Now, If you take Naki Wells out, you've got 30 goals, 3-0 goals in your team. Now, you're going to have to have, if you put Naki Wells in, that's 13 players and you've got 45 goals. Now, there's 46 games of football in the season. So unless you're keeping a monster number of clean sheets, you're in serious trouble. Which is why I was stunned when Pearson said, didn't want to sign a striker, didn't think we needed it. Um, yeah well, i mean, I mean
0: that sounds players, crazy other, I mean, I, we need I other players
1: as well mm-hmm. but 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 my point is well i think you did need a striker and you need somebody because you tell me who's going to play up front if if chris martin pulls up lame in training on friday you tell me but what what what's our front two look like do we play with a one a two three what, what do we do what would you do?
0: Well, we'd have to change it. We'd have to change our play because, I mean, our style of play. If we have got a style of play, because obviously that's a, that's a moot that's a moot point. You know, we still play too many balls uh, 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 in the air to Martin open for flick-ons, and that's really, you know, it's like twentieth-century football. We're expecting that in the championship, where defenders are a lot cleverer, and they'll pick up that that loose ball. You, you, you see that in League One now, but in the championship, that's that's old hat, isn't it? Very easy to defend against. Nine times at 99 percent of the time, and he's finding it difficult to lead the line. And however, however frustrating it was, what's Fami that he was a strong player. He, he was capable of adding the ball powerfully in both areas. He had a shot on him as well. Um, he was drifting at the end of last season. No, no question, you know, he was drifting along, waiting for his contract to run out, and he should really have been transfer listed and sold last. You know, last summer, it was just an absolute joke, but that's gone now. But we sh- we needed to bring somebody else in of, of a like for him. And and what what amazes me, Ian, is in, in the Jerry window, Nigel Pearson went on record saying, I don't want to buy players for the sake of it. Now, he's just bought George Tanner, who was one for the future kind of thing. And I'm thinking, well, that... You know, <laughs> that just contradicts what you said. I haven't seen Tanner in um, in the, the match squad. He's obviously obviously fit. Why not? You know, uh, is he going to be any worse than, than uh, the you know than, than Danny Simpson or or uh, or Zach Viner? Is he going to give us more of an attacking edge? He's played it. He, he's looked good at League Two. Obviously, it's a big jump up to the Championship. But you know, at least put him on the bench. I don't know if he's turned out for the under twenty threes. But well, why you go for that sort somebody- of player?
1: 300,000 when you need other areas. Well, if you want to play a 4-4-2, but you want to to have an up-and-downer on the right and be a bit more solid a la Pring on the left, you could do worse than putting Tanner in front of Viner, if that's how you want to play. Personally, I wouldn't. Um, I like seeing attacking players in attacking positions. So if you're going to play with, I'll, I'll call them wide midfielders because people don't like talking about wingers anymore, do they? But if you're going to do that, what's wrong with playing it left-back, uh, O'Dowd on the left wing if he's fit, if he's not fit, Saiku Jana, and play Semenyo on the right. Because at least then they are forward players. They can run, they can cross. All right. I don't think uh, Antoine's a brilliant finisher, uh, but you could say that about a lot of the players. I mean, coming to a point that's been made by uh, Jeff Cop 37, not a, lot, not a lot of goals in the team. Hence, we are playing percentages and focusing on being harder to break down. Yeah, I get that. Granted, that went out the window at points last night. Didn't sign a striker, but you still need to get players off the books. We've only got 21 players in our EFL squad. You need 18 for a match day squad. And my concern uh, with that, Jeff, is who's going to buy them? Or, or yeah, but we, we, spent, wait, we spent we, wait, sp- we wait, spent we spent three hundred thousand on, on Tanner, didn't we?
0: We, we spent three hundred thousand on Tanner, which I don't understand. I mean, he, he could be a great player, but we were able to spend we were able to spend that on a player, but he's not featured in the squad. So what's going on? It doesn't make sense. We didn't have any money. We had well, we spent some money, and now he's not he's not even there. So what's going on?
1: Well, I, I think you know if you look at players that if you said. Anybody that's not in the first team may be surplus to requirements. Um, You'd look at Casey Palmer, who's going to buy him? Mm. And certainly who's going to buy him for the three and a half million we paid? And he's probably on 20 grand a week. So I can't see him going anywhere soon. Nothing against the kid, but, you know, he's, he's had some good games for us. I remember, I mean, this problem with playing at home, we had it last season as well. Uh, because our better performances were the second half, well, Middlesbrough away, and Pearson had just walked in the door, but I'm giving him that one. Um, Birmingham for 90 minutes away, that was a good performance. Palmer starred in that one. And the second half, it's Swansea, where, like like last night, we got battered in the first half, and we could have been out of the game by half-time.
0: Yeah, that's where Viner played in midfield as well, didn't they? And, and looked but good.
1: That's, that's away from home. So this problem mm. at home, I don't... I, I mean, people say, well, perhaps it's psychological. Well, OK, they, they've got a psychologist down there and get him to sit down and talk to the players and, and ask them why Ashton Gates a bogey ground for Bristol City. Because we can't go on like it. You can't... Um, I was chatting with Dave Febbs, on, who does the, his analytics stuff on Twitter, and Dave and I don't see eye to eye on all things. But he said, well, are you bothered that we're doing better away? than we are at home. And by the way, we have been for three seasons. Um, And I said, well, I'm not, but only in the sense that I don't think it's fair and reasonable to expect us to win two out of three away games, which is what we've done at the moment. And in the process, uh, scored six goals.
0: Yeah, it's a bit. It's a big um, but, but, ask when you you continue you continually it, having to hope for away wins to make up for your poor have, home form, and you're playing a top six side next who've drastically well, if, improved, if you, don't they? In QPR.
1: Well, if well if you play at home, uh, if you look at the teams we played at home, uh, we haven't played anybody any good yet. With, with great respect to them all, um, th- all the teams we play, uh, Luton were doing as well as. Uh, as well as we were, we had identical records before last night, but they'd scored more goals. Uh, or I think they conceded more because they, they got... Yeah, they conceded two,
0: f- two more, I think. F-
1: didn't they get beat five by... Um, uh, five Birmingham. By, uh, Birmingham, uh,
0: Birmingham at home. Birmingham. Yeah, 5-1, yeah. I think. So,
1: so okay. I'll, but if, if you look at the teams, then in the Championship, the teams we've played, I'll look down the league table... I mean, QPR seventh on 12 points. So they've got three more points than us. Okay, they've uh, only lost one game, they but they have drawn three games. So if you, if you go down and say, well, Cardiff are ninth, we played them, So, okay, you could say they were decent, but that's a way. Now, who have we played at home? Luton are below us, 13th. Preston are 14th. Um, Swansea City are 20th. And Blackpool are 22nd. Mm. That's the teams we played. The next two games are against Fulham
0: and and Bournemouth.
1: (laughs) Fulham and Bournemouth. I mean, I'm I'm already, I mean, you know, Gary Howard said, well, let's have a bit of foresight and let's have some predictions. So I'll give you a prediction. I think we'll pick up four points out of the next 15 games. Sorry, the next 15 points. Four out of 15.
0: Yeah, you don't want to depress the listeners too much, uh, e and Well, I, I, I'm not. I,
1: well, you know me. You know me. No, with Mark, the 15 I, I'm games. All about, I, yeah, not 15 games. No, but uh, and I'm not a pessimist. I'm just a realist. I'm looking at it looking at, thinking, well, where are the points going to come from? So let's, let's look at the games. Fulham at home. How do you mm. think we're doing that game? I think we'll lose.
0: Based on uh, that, we we'll get, we'll get ripped apart.
1: Yeah, but it's just, it's the most Bristol City thing in the world to get beat 5-0 at QPR and then go and beat Fulham.
0: And and of course, Fulham, Fulham lost at Blackpool. And they had, I mean, Fulham had 17 shots, didn't they? And and, and Blackpool and, scored and, their only shot on target.
1: And and they also had 70% possession. In Blackpool got walloped. Yeah. It was either yeah. choose your wins. But if you look at it, we've got Fulham, who were first. We've got Bournemouth, who were third. We've got QPR, who were seventh. That's in our next five games. Now, we have also got, I think it was uh, Peterborough and Millwall away Mm. where I thought we'd pick up our four points. But those other other games, um, I just can't, I don't, listen, I don't think Fulham would beat us 6-0, but I can't see us, I can't see us beating them. All right, you could say, well, Blackpool beat them. Yeah, okay, fine. But it's possible, of course it's possible. Um, But I, I just don't get the I just can't summon up any any enthusiasm for the way that we're playing at home. I mean, two away no. performances, Redding in Cardiff. Yeah, good, good away performances. We weren't very good at Borough, where strangely we had almost twice as much of the ball as we did in the other two games.
0: I don't know no, any other team that played... that. We play four four two in. I am mean, the only other team I know that plays four four two is is Burnley now because it's you know feel it like it's a bygone. Four nation that you know that belongs to the 80s and, and and 90s if that and they play with a big front man in Chris Wood and they're currently playing with Ashley Barnes alongside him but you know they they, they a lot they play quite quite physically but it's getting the ball you know ball to, to Wood and and also scoring goals from a lot from a lot of set a lot of set pieces Um, you well, know if, even with the cleverness Of, of Josh or behind, you know, they're, they're, they know they're very limited in the way that they can play.
1: Well, they're very limited in the amount of money they got to compete with people like Man City, who spent a billion before they won the championship. That is mm. a billion they spent. So Burnley can't play that. They're under new owners who, who are looking at it and going, well, sorry, lads, that you know, you, we're not a country. You know, we've got a few, Bob, but we're not going to be able to do that. I mean, there's there's one uh, message on here from uh, Espino 71. Good call. Interesting debate. Last season, the hosts were asking for physicality. We were. Goals from set pieces. Yeah, we were. Uh, agree on lack of tempo. General consensus. We are a team in transition. Okay, That's a little bit like we're better than we were last season. I, I get a little bit tired of hearing it. We're in transition. We seem to be permanently in transition, uh, which will have good and bad games. I agree. We've had four home games. I thought we were ha- half decent in the first half against Blackpool. I don't think we were too bad against Swansea. The last two first games yeah. are very our last two games are very disappointing. Last night we were very, very lucky to come out of that game with a point. And I think if if Luton had taken half their chances, You'd have seen people leaving Ashton Gate before half-time. and, I, and I've, I've seen that down there before.
0: Well, I mean, the thing is, with, with that aerial view, you know, get from the Lansdowne stand, you can see, you know, moves, where moves start, and it's where our, our attacks break down on the edge of their area, and there's just a huge space between attack at, uh, uh, midfield and defence where they can pick up the loose ball from and just play inside inside the centre back full back area. Uh, like you said, you will be Elias chair on Saturdays doing that. I mean, it's it's a little bit different when you play when you're playing away because, of course, the impetus is on the home side to attack. So, you you know, there's there there there's a chance to to, to counter. But I don't know if we've really got the pace to counter but, with 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 um, with Chris Martin, have we? Like we would have done. Uh, well, let's with, be, let's with, be with honest.
1: Mackie Wells. I mean, yeah, but let's be honest. People talk like teams come here and shut up shop, and and it's the no. opposite. They, they come down here and say, right, give us the ball. We'll tear you apart. And and, and I, I just, um, I mean, my own, I, as you know, I, I'd be either very attacking and play a 3-2, three, 3-2. Two, three, two. Like um, if somebody says, where'd you get that from? I got it from uh, the Poland game. Poland played that formation against England and got a draw mm-hmm. with a team that's now third in the FIFA rankings. Um, and... Or you play a simpler 3-5-2, but that enables you to have your three best defenders on the pitch, Callis, Atkinson, Baker, and three central midfield players. So you you can include James Masengo and somebody uh, who's either creative like Scott or is going to win the ball like Viner.
0: If you um, play prank if you play pring, pring
1: left left uh left wing back, who should you back. play is right? Tanner. In, unless Pearson's gonna say, No, 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 he's not fit enough or he's no good, or in which the question as as you begged the question, well why sign the bloke then? I mean, all this one for the future, it's a little bit like when you get City fans saying, Well look, compared to last season, but last season we were the worst team in the division over the last 33 games, and it was an absolute aberration. So saying, well, we're, it, we're better than that, yeah. That's a little bit like saying, well, you know, this phone up your insurer and say, well, this year, in fairness, I've only had six car accidents. I had eight last year. It, they're going to go, well, yeah, but honestly, and we still think you're a really crap driver, and so therefore your insurance is going up again. And, and and I think, um, you know, I, I think th- th- we really do need to, to, for all the coaches and the analysis, analysts to sit down, particularly with our own form, and say, right, that's what we've got a major problem here. This isn't a blip. We've got a major problem here. We've picked up three points out of 12. Uh, we haven't played the best teams or anywhere near it. What are we going to do when we play Fulham in Bournemouth? And by the way, Bournemouth beat QPR the other day. Yeah, 2-1 on Bournemouth's team, and, you know, you've got Gary Cahill. I know he's getting on a bit, but he's a good player. you know, got Solanke up front. Um, you've got the young French lad that they paid a lot of money for in midfield, uh, whose name escapes me. Uh, something like Lamella or something like It's not Lamella, but it's something like that. And you look at that and you think, mm. And they play 4-3-3. So... so what, what are you gonna do about them? Um I think it really needs thinking about and, and when I see Johnson and panzu and play players like that and probably chair on Saturday with the freedom of the pitch, I, I'm 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 worried about what our players what our coaches and managers, how they work with the team and what they set up, because I I honestly and I see problems ahead, like if, what happens if Martin gets injured? you're either going to have to, he's already said you can't, Lewis Britton can't play. Mm. Or, I mean, but I'm thinking, well, surely he could play 20 minutes, you know, um, or, or do you put Janna up front and, you know, play a bit longer or get him to run in from wide positions? Or I just don't see a pattern of, of shape. And I don't, we don't seem good at, we don't seem to be an attacking team or a defensive team. And the word I, I've been struggling for is identity. I really don't, See that you know what our identity is. Do you?
0: No, no, we're not, we're not. We're not a passing team, and we're we're certainly not a direct team. And well, if we are, we, we're we're failing miserably because we haven't got the players who 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 are able to beat defenders regularly. I mean, last night showed that with our with our set piece, you know, with our our with our you know our corners and free kicks. bar the one we we got lucky with, it just isn't happening. And you know, we've surprised. Red in with those with that with a quick with good, one good corner and a quick throw in, but trying to repeat it ad nauseum is is just slowing the play down and boring the fans to death because we know we're not going to get anything from it. City are predictable right now, and I think I'm I'm guilty of this. We're, we've been so numb by COVID and and, and excuses that we're just thinking. Basically, we'll be we'll be thankful if we survive in this division, division this season and plod on. Let's hope that there are three worse teams and that we're competitive in, in more matches than not. Win more than seven home games but, and try and entertain. Mark, how,
1: how how long do you go on like that? Do you go on like that for one season, two season, five season? What what do you do? And what's suddenly going to make it better?
0: Don't know, a new new sign-ins or bring or bring bringing players through that, that really shine on the pitch and, and, and start scoring goals. I think mean, we're seeing we've seen the emergence of Pring. You know, he's he, he was one of the better players last night. we yeah. were probably the only good players on the pitch. Alex Scott's got something to contribute. I think he's a creative player, but yeah, out on on the out on the right side midfield isn't isn't his best position because he can unlock defenses. Um why not? Why didn't we bring on Semenu last night? He is capable of beating players and getting the ball into the box. We know he can't shoot well, but he is—he is—he is capable of running past players, getting himself over the ball, getting goal side. Why wasn't he brought on at all? It, it, I just well, don't understand one, it. One we thing, went with Andy King, didn't we?
1: It, well, one of the, yeah, well that's Pearson trying not to lose rather than trying to win. That, yeah, that we, I knew that we needed
0: a second like that. goal, and it was always a chance. I think everybody did. Well,
1: why is so? So why do you think the attendances have fallen? I mean, we had almost twenty-one thousand versus Blackpool
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, last night. It was sixteen thousand, and odd. that's about five, four or five thousand less. Now Blackpool brought. I know Blackpool brought a thousand because that's all the tickets they had. And they didn't. They they were offered more, and said they didn't want them. I don't know how many Luton brought down last night. It looked like about three hundred on the TV. Something Yeah, like that three, uh, four,
0: Preston brought seven fifty down, didn't they? But yeah, that that, that was, yeah. and that's that that's that's about standard for them, as you can you know yeah. for for a midweek game. But yeah, the walk that the pay on the day is, is poor, and it's because of the form. It's got to be, isn't it? The form, the, the football's not there. Even he scored three but, goals but now, season, two goals previously. It's not good enough.
1: But season tickets are season ticket holders are counted whether they're there or not. Mm. And we've got thirteen thousand season ticket holders. So let's keep it simple. Let's say Luton brought 500. That's 14,000. That means that there was only another 2,600 pay on the day, 2,800. Yeah. Um, when I say pay on the day, bought tickets, members that bought tickets or whatever. It's it's not – well, I mean, it, is it for them keeping them away? Is, is it that – there's a bit of a lack of desire for it. Is it that we played on a night when there was a lot of top European football on the telly, so everything apart from everybody apart from the yards were there. What, what do you think it is?
0: I mean, I, think, I mean, it's, I think it's a combination of that. But unless you're showing some form, people people think that they're going to be wasting their money. We don't we don't get a lot of play on the day unless it is for, it's for the bigger teams. And Luton aren't aren't going you know, to. Preston aren't big attractions, you know. They aren't one the, they aren't a West Brom or a, Ful- a Fulham of a this division, uh, you know. You haven't got the Wolves, uh, uh, you know, in here anymore that would that would draw those fans. And City's league league position didn't do anything. So it's a combination of that plus the fact that we haven't won a game since January. So how do you convince people? You know, you, you need you need to show results. City haven't got any, so therefore I can't be bothered.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a beer's uh, come back on here and said. Famously, my old man left on 63 minutes versus Man City at home. He's got higher expectations than even Ian. Uh, And and, uh, can we get on to expectations? I don't expect us to win the division, but I do expect us to score a few goals at home and compete. That's all I want. And, you know, uh, I was singing the praises from the rooftops when we beat Reading and we beat Cardiff. Mm. Um, I slaughtered them when we played Borough because I thought that was three points there for the taking and we were dreadful.
0: Yeah, um, we got bullet we got bullied in that game. Um well, I we think still the only had to I mean, I really that
1: mark, but but we still had sixty two percent of the pa- the possession. So you yeah. think with that much of the ball, we could I mean I know we scored a good goal, a set piece again. Uh, and I think Andy King will score a goal. But I don't yeah. think he can play three three games a week. I wouldn't be surprised to see him recall it QPR. Uh, and us push Masengo out wide again, um, and I think if we do that, we'll lose because you lose Masengo's uh, mobility, tackling, work rate uh, in in the midfield. Uh, I th- he really does need to give it some serious thought into how he sets up up there. And if he's look, if he sets up differently, but I can understand why, and we still lose, fine. I- I'm not going to shout him ball because he could say, well. It's worth a try because when you're successful as a manager, you know, you imagine the interview after the game and somebody says, well, Nigel, it's a bit strange. I noticed you played uh, six centre-backs and four forwards today. And Pearson says, well, yeah, but we won 4-0. Next question. (laughs) It doesn't matter. You just get away. Yeah, let's move on to the next question. We're going to do it again next week because we won 4-0. And yeah, I mean, I think forward. the Cardiff
0: formation was there to, to 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 counteract any long throws or set piece, and we they didn't really do anything with their throws, and we look, we looked so, uh, so it's, we looked quite assured. No it doesn't mean you have to play it the next game.
1: No, it doesn't, and and it's no different to uh, playing somebody like Viner, Backinson, or the same saying, saying Mark Elias chair, stop them from playing, give them problems, don't let them build up, or. When we've got Jay playing left wing back, like the kid, I think he's a, a he really gives it a go. He's quick. He's quite skillful. Um, should get more goals and assists for a player of his ability, but you could say that about a lot of them. Um, we got the, the way you stop. You've got to stop people playing the big diagonal because as soon as he came on last night, it was like somebody blew a whistle. And Luton started playing the big diagonal. To is it Adibello? Yeah, it came yeah. on the big lad who come on and fouled everybody. Um, yeah, he started doing that straight away. It it was almost like somebody went the silver's on bang diagonal, which is why I would normally play, particularly in the game on Saturday, I'd play Cam left back because you know Jay's five foot six and Cam six foot one, um, and and he's more liable to stop uh, Lyndon Dykes pulling off at the back post than Jay is. Or you can say well all right, we're going to play Jay, we'll play wing-backs and and we'll have so much of the ball. Fair play, if if QPR can score two goals, we'll score four. But I don't think Nigel Pearson is is that type of manager, is he?
0: No, I mean, and of course, again, the previous point against Borough, um, De Silva couldn't compete with Vic Piazza who just pushed him out of the way. Looking at the players who aren't available, Ian, Do we know how close Joe Williams and Callum O'Dowda are? We're back to last season, aren't we? You know they'll be ready soon. They'll be ready soon. According to
1: Pearson, according to Pearson, uh, O'Dowda joined in and trained fully uh, the day before this game, and Joe Williams has been back in training for weeks. I mean, he had a game for the under twenty threes. Now, I think the club need to come out and make an unequivocal statement. About the condition of those players because it's no good thinking, oh, well, you know, we will well, not we're not going to tell QPR O'Dowders, O'Dowders fit, and then we're suddenly going to play him, and that's going to completely ruin um, Mr. Warburton's tactics. I mean, forget it. That doesn't happen in professional football. They'll know uh, roughly what team we're going to play, and we'll know roughly what team they're going to play, and you just adapt. So I, I would think that. I mean, O'Dowda and Williams should both be available. And we paid decent amount of money for both of them. And was had an impact injury. That was in the Blackpool game. That was six, six weeks ago.
0: Yeah. Williams, did he get injured against Forrest Green?
1: Uh, yeah. He came off in that game and it was always oh, well, nothing serious, but we got to keep an eye on him. Well, that was, what, four Five weeks, weeks ago? ago? Five weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. And here we are again. But he is training. Um, if he can only do sixty minutes uh, and get us two or three nil up, and then you can go and play in midfield. It, 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 we need to get our best players on the field, and we mm. haven't got a big squad. People keep saying we have got a big squad. We've got about well, the, the squad I, I took all the uh, under because uh, City fiddle the squad a little bit with the EFL because they think they got Masengo's in the under twenty-three squad. Um so but we have got a squad of about um 23 players because don't forget Taylor Moore is in the senior squad, he's gone out on loan to hearts mm. for the season. And um, probably won't be back. So we then, <laughs> well, not from what Pearson said. I mean if I was Taylor Moore, I'd be thinking, Christ, I'd <laughs> that's me under the bus. I'd be looking, looking if proper, I'd be Britain.
0: looking at I'd be looking at pro- I'd be looking to buy property in the Edinburgh area. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I, I mean, if he does, what well, I don't, I don't know how he's, um, uh, I don't know how, how he's doing um, for them. Uh, I and I wish that the, the lad the best of luck because he's another one of those players. I I think he's better in a three than a two, and he's far better on the right hand side of it. Uh, but if we get injuries to the right sided centre backs, we have got a bit of cover because Zach Viner can go and play there and i I'd, I'd, I'd like to see Rob Cundy, who did really well in League One that season, but I mean Pearson couldn't have been much more lukewarm on him.
0: So he's still um, recovering from injury as well. What was his injury
1: he had, in? Yeah, I think he had a knee operation. Um, yeah uh, it rang about the same time as Semenyo, and, and and he said he was a summariser on Robin's TV the other week and he said he'd be out uh, he'd be back on the grass. First of all, he said two weeks. And then later on, he said, I'll be back playing in four. So you could probably write him off for a month. He said that Pearson had told him he, he'd get a chance once he'd seen him play. So I'm guessing he'd come back and, and play under 23 games. He's a big lad because, I mean, Toby Osborne, who does Robin's TV, is mm. six foot three. And he made Toby Osborne look like a pygmy. And <laughs> he was sat across the desk, and I don't know whether there's a slope in that office or something like that, but it was like watching a little boy talk to his dad. I so mean, does he offer of a threat kid, from
0: it? set pieces? Is it what was he like at ginning on well, set pieces?
1: If if he he won more aerial challenges in League One than anybody else last season, so he's got to be worth. And League One, let's be honest, it it ain't for the faint-hearted, is it? You know no, I mean, you mean the players have it?
0: made the transition. I mean Rob Dickey's doing a great job at QPR, isn't he? He was a previous, he, he would have played alongside uh, uh, Rob Atkinson. Atkinson, yeah, you know, and players, um, play, players have made the transition. But not all, but you know, a lot of players have made defend, good defenders and made the transition between the between League One and the Championship. But you're right, yeah. Well, look, it's no, not one, no one's saying it,
1: No one's saying it. It should it shouldn't take time. But I think when you've got. If you look at the players, who you'd want in a side. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd like to see Callas in a team. I'd like to see Atkinson in a team. I'd like to see Baker in a team. Well, you don't, that doesn't mean playing Callas right back. You play them in their best position, centre-back, and... Put players around them. If you want to, you know, if you want to play a back five, then play Pring and Viner as your players. If you want to play a a, a back three with attacking wing backs, then you probably play uh, Tanner and Pring. Um, and, and I've only seen Tanner the same as you have on the videos, but he looks mm. good two footed, quick. He's he's uh, six foot six foot tall. So he's not—he's not a small player by any stretch of the imagination. So you—you you play him and he can—and can,
0: and he, and he can shoot. Well,
1: let's say it's, its not going well for him. In after twenty minutes, twenty-five minutes, he looks like he's—he's he's getting torn one by a, his opposite wing back or whatever. You send Zach Viner on. So on, you go then. Yeah, well, you've had a go. Now you know what you've got, George. Now you know what you've got to do to improve.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't like to think that we're going to just keep him in the under-23s or wait until we play him in the FA Cup because money's like gold dust this season. And to spend £300,000 on a player who's of yeah, League Two, it, it, it's, it comes back to the taking a punt territory, possibly. Well, it, but £300,000 is, is, you know, well, it's, it's a lot of money, isn't it, it, it in, in this in this time for the mark, transfer market? Well, it
1: is, as well as having one for the future, and I hate that expression. Um, mm. you know oh he's won for the future okay fine alright so what you're saying is forget about him now this season he's not going to play for the first team is that no I don't mean that at all well you just said he was for the future that means he's not for now doesn't it if you're saying oh yeah it sounds like
0: tomorrow never comes
1: he's a good young player and we think he'll play for the first team this season um, he's not coming in right away and that could be for numerous reasons but I, I, I just I get a little bit uh, I get a little bit frustrated with the, the fact if we play if we were playing well and just being unlucky or we were playing well uh, not playing well but yet winning games you'd give them a bit more latitude but at the moment I think over the next four or five games if we're not careful we could be in we could be in a bit of trouble and nobody wants to see that.
0: No, no. And we we, we we got we gotta sort our mid- midfield uh, pro- problem out in terms of the way that we, we, we track we track runners. You know, even if we gotta go from man for man with with, with the spare man in a 3-4-1-2 and, and, and play play in a way that creates more chances. Anyway, we'll have to look forward to the next the next, uh, the next um, uh, podcast in because I've, I've got to call this a day and get back to work unfortunately. Uh, you've, you've probably got uh, other uh, other arrangements as well.
1: <laughs> well I've, I've, I've probably got some serious sunbathing to do to be perfectly honest. It's the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget snatching all three points. Perfect. Order the McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times delivery fee and times supply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the
1: TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.